gentlemen, everybody, to uh, day number five of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. We are broadcasting live from the Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. Uh, continuing to podcast here, compliments of the Bullfighters only. If you're headed into Las Vegas the second weekend of the National Finals Rodeo, BFO action happens at the Resorts World Pavilion. December 9th, 10th, and 11th of championship weekends. We get one step closer to crowning a BFO World Champion. Today, a couple of champions in my book. Start with uh, the maybe the future world champion at whatever she wants to do, Miss Cooley May. Her mama, Haley Proctor, and dad, a world champion bull rider, Shane Proctor. Welcome, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here, first and foremost. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you, you have to get that thing in there. It's okay. We're, we're still working out the kinks. It's all good. We're uh, low budget. I'm a low budget guy. She's short. We'll get it <laughs> fixed. Uh, you know what? It's, it's warm in here. You guys probably were up later than normal because you have a kid. I mean, having a baby, you're probably up late at night in <laughs> Vegas, I can only imagine. Well, we... For the first time since we've been here in the last 10 days, we had a babysitter. So we were up a lot later than mom and dad usually are. What do you mean? <laughs> did, did you guys cut loose a little bit? We had a good time. We, we went to the Mirage Party. We hung out with, we hung out with, uh, with all the bull riders bunch and of, bunch of. all of their wives. And for their... Now you're looking good. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's, it's warm <laughs> in here. Uh, a little bit of a wardrobe change. I'm sorry. It's going to be an equal playing field tonight because all of the bull riders were having a good time last night. There you go. It, it'll be even. <laughs> hey, look, for those of you that are watching the YouTube channel, oh. uh, those of you that can't see, you're listening to this on audio, I had to do a little shirt change. You're the only guy in Las Vegas that I would actually wear this shirt for. I appreciate that. I mean, I do wear Westfit shirts quite a bit. Yeah, that's so right. That's it, why it's a good trade-off. I feel like it's even. I mean, I, I don't mind back number. I got no. a Prockner back number. I love it. I dig it. I dig it. It looks good on you. Looks good. I appreciate the shirt. Thank you, guys. Um, big week. Two, two for four. So you can end up riding eighty percent this week. That's what I'm betting on. Right. Technically, yeah, I could wait. I could ride eighty percent. Yeah. I just ride the next. Six bulls. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It's easy. It is. It's it, bull riding simple. It's the bull riders that get in the way. That's that's exactly right. That's probably the best way I've ever heard it put. Too. It's the bull riders' mind that gets in the way most of the time. Don't you think? Hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent of the time. Um, seventh trip to national finals. Is uh, that right? Six, sixth trip. To sixth. The, yep. But fifteenth uh, trip to Vegas. Fifteenth trip to Vegas. Okay, let's talk about that because you've been here for both. PBR World Finals and the NFR. Yeah, so I went to the PBR Finals nine times. Uh, this is my sixth trip trip to the NFR, and I did it four times, uh, where I made both of them in the same year. Um, Cooley May is very, very proud. You want to say something? Can you say hi? Can you say hi? hi. Can you say hi? Hi. Say hi. She's not going to say anything. <laughs> She's going to practice for later. How many of those times were the same? Uh, four times. Which I think is is... I think you're one of the most underappreciated bull riders ever in the sport. I'm, I'm probably one of those that's been on some of the most bulls in the sport uh, for the years that I've been going, uh, at least the most ranked bulls. Well, I am, but you've accomplished so much, and we'll get into that in a minute, but let's talk really quick about this. What is it like? I mean, honestly, because Cooley just turned one uh, a week or so ago, two weeks ago, right? Obviously, you got to talk into the mic. Vegas is hard anyways. Being here for 10 days, it's, I mean, it really is a lot of work. Even though everyone thinks it's a, it's a good time, it's a lot of work. Um, so being here with a one-year-old is uh, like quadruple that. 
So we're chasing her around and getting her ready. Yesterday, Shane was washing bottles. We left the house at 4 o'clock, and he was um, washing bottles at 3.45 to get out there. And he had to pick up baby wipes on the way to the Thomas and Mac. Vegas is everything you ever dreamed it would be, right? (laughs) It is. It is. Actually, it's amazing having my family here. It's amazing having her. She... I mean, she won't remember this when she's older, but she'll have pictures of it of every night that we were at the back number ceremony, and and uh, she got to go on stage with me, and those are, those are the memories I'll get to cherish. Right. Well, uh, I mean, you, think you got to talk in the mic. Yeah, you think about it growing up as a, a bull rider, and you went to the national high school finals, you went to the college finals, you do all that, and you think about going to the bright lights of Las Vegas. I can only imagine that stopping to get baby wipes on the way to round three of the national finals rodeo probably wasn't on the dream list. It, it was the dream. That, that was, was the dream. Yeah, that That's was the exactly dream. exactly what you thought. I'm going to get on the rankest fools <laughs> in the world, but i got to stop and get baby wipes first. Yeah, because my family gets to do it with me. And, That's and so cool. I mean, as you, as you progress through your career, your goals change. Right. Well, this year, that was my goal. It was to have my family out here at the NFR with me. And so stopping getting baby wipes was the dream. You know what? I love that. And, and, and people wonder... Sometimes I'm such a big Shane fan, but you understand there's more to this guy than just a bull rider. Yeah, so he's a family man through and through, and I think that's why I fell in love with him in the first place. But me he, too. He loves his family, <laughs> and he he'll fight he'll go he'll fight for his family. But I think that's what makes him so great is um, he's great at what he does too. Is he does it not just for him, he does it for us. And he, every time he nods his head, it's not, it's not just for him. Right. So. There, there's not many things I get riled up for or get mad about, but if you, when it comes to my family, I'll, I'll fight for that. And understandably so. I mean, that's, that's priority number one. So much so that throughout the course of your season, while you're trying to make the national finals rodeo, I know that you have just jumped on a plane or drove all night just to spend a few hours with, with the girls. Yeah, uh, so pr- probably going from Dodge City to Great Falls, Montana, I, I caught a flight, landed in Bozeman at, I think, two, 2 o'clock, got to Great Falls at 5, went to the rodeo, did well, helped Haley with her act, um, went to sleep and woke up at 5 and flew back to Dodge City. And uh, that was about the time that um, I decided I... I I didn't want to do that much longer. I, I, like, I, I still want a rodeo, but I want a rodeo as a family. And I kind of decided about then that um, I would just go to, the, I'd go to the big winter rodeos that Haley could go with me to and Cooley could go with me to. And then I'd go, I'd just enter the rodeos that Haley's working. So this is probably, and we've talked about this a little bit, this is probably the last time that you really go hard and try to make it. It, it is the last time, especially uh, with the injuries I've had this year. I don't want to go through that again. Right. Uh, I want to be around my family all the time. I love waking up with my child, and it's, um, I mean, I love riding bulls, but there's other things that take over. Well, you mentioned a minute ago because uh, you you enjoy rodeoing together as a family. Haley is a very accomplished trick rider, Um, my favorite trick rider in all of rodeo. She's my favorite, too. I'm a little biased, but, (laughs) but that's okay, and I'll never forget uh, when you got the call to go to the Pendleton Roundup. Yes, so that's one of my. That was one of my dream. That was my dream rodeo. Um, still is. I love Pendleton, but we actually got to work it two years in a row, and I don't think anything will ever beat the feeling of going around that track. Um, but Shane's I, until you carry the American flag into the Thomas and Mack Center, which I, I will happen. 
that that is the, that's the next big dream. So. It, it's going to happen. I mean, there's just no way around it. But anyways, back to Pendleton. Uh, for me, I happened to be there announcing the PBR, so I got to. I still have a video of my phone of world champion bull rider Shane Proctor setting up jumps for for Haley. So he was actually in the bronc riding the first year we worked it, and I was a nervous like just for everything to go well. And I was he was he was in. We were right after the bronc ride, and I said, "Just imagine that we're right after the bronc ride." And so he uh, actually had the pickup man drop him off on the other side of the track. To, he was still in his shot. I mean, got done riding, had the pickup man drop him off so he could pull my jumps out. You, did you really? You planned that. You just said, hey, drop me off over on turn three. <laughs> I, I'll pick up my saddle later. Her job is coming up. That's so cool. But, but, but it speaks volumes about, like, why this works. I think so often, not to dive off into a relationship conversation, but I think so often people forget to put their priorities in line. And well, at the end of the day... This is, this is what comes first. Yeah, well, rodeo is a selfish sport. And, I mean, you spend so much time alone traveling down the road. Like, people see us for eight seconds in the arena, and they think that it's, it's this rock star lifestyle. Right. And it's not. There's a lot of lonely drives. It's a lot of worrying. Your, your family's worrying about you. You're, you're trying to make a living. You're, you're doing long drives. You're getting on bulls. You're getting hurt. Um, and it's a very selfish sport. And so when you bring a family involved into that, your priorities just completely change. And I know that, that you think most times in this conversation that it's the wife always worrying about the husband that's getting on Bronx or getting on Bulls, worried about his safety. But in Have this you seen the way Haley drives? Exactly, well, not even that, but then to try to get on two horses and keep one foot on each one and jump through fire and all that stuff. Like, what's it like for you, the, the I, nerves? I get more nervous for her acts than I do riding Bulls, especially like at Pendleton because that was two weeks before our wedding, and she's hauling butt four wide with another girl and two horses going around the track and she's got to walk down the aisle in two weeks well, <laughs> all i can think is just don't fall off yeah my wedding was coming up so that's a pretty an incentive you guys should have that on your house like in the living room like just don't fall off it works <laughs> both, you hit it, like like to play like a champion thing when yeah you yeah house. put it over the door as you yep. walk through just slap it every day works for both of you but yeah, the travel. My mom, like my mom's here. My mom still calls. Um, we're, it's like we're still kids, but she calls to have us check in as soon as we get from one place to point B. Now we have Live 360, and uh, you can see how fast you're driving. And so we can we can see when Charlene goes to Fremont Street. <laughs> Is uh, somebody not that crazy or not that calm of a driver? Uh, she's gotten she's gotten a lot better. Um, you still have to tell her to stay off her phone. But uh, she actually does drive a semi oh, and a 40-foot tra- trailer pretty dang good. She drives a semi. She's like three and a half foot tall. I drive a toter home. Like it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's, a, it's, a, it's our mother What'd you call suite. it? A toter home. A toter home? Toter home. We, we call it the Mills, the we mother-in-law call, suite. Yeah, we call it the mother-in-law suite. Um, but <laughs> it really, my mom stayed in it a couple of times, so it's the mother-in-law it's suite. It's huge. But, but, okay, tell me about it because it's a rig. It, it, it's a rig. So, um it's a 2004 Freightliner, and uh, it looks like a carny <laughs> truck. It uh, has, uh, I mean, it's got living quarters in it with a bed and table and, and, and toilet. a be- toilet. And You never have to stop. Like, you can just keep driving. So we can go 500 miles on a tank of gas. I can keep food in there, and we don't stop. So it gets, it, it gets us from point A to point B a little quicker, especially with a baby. Um, we can pull her out in the back and change her. But then I have a 40-foot trailer. Um, it's a stock combo, so I can actually fit. We took seven horses to Washington with wow. all of my props 
and we have the living quarters up front. So um, it's a big rig, and I have six horses on the trailer at all times. Um, I never forget, I pulled up to a stoplight one day in a town about 20 minutes down the road from where we all live, and I see Haley behind the wheel of this giant truck, and there's Shane behind her in, in a little van. <laughs> he gets the easy end of it. Like, I mean, I, I have to take care of six head of horses, a dog, a kid, and he has a gear bag. And he. And we almost had to bring that rig just for her bags to come out here. <laughs> I know. It was, I almost had to bring your rigging bag. Yeah, my, my rigging bag almost didn't make the cut of uh, bags to, to travel with. Us. You guys start packing. Okay, you got to ride bulls for 10 days in Las Vegas. She comes out. She has the, the, the convention, uh, looking to book rodeos. But she also has to dress like a lady every night for 10 nights. And you brought your gear bag and, like, one or two shirts to change through. Yeah. She brought how many bags? Um, I lost count. I know there was four bags and I think three totes. <laughs> it was only two totes. One just had shoes. Just You just had shoes. one just for shoes. <laughs> how many, how many but shoes? You, but you would think a girl that was five foot nothing, her pants wouldn't take up that much room. Yeah, I, I would think that as small as you are, you way overpacked, period. I really did. I packed, I packed a lot of workout clothes, and I haven't had time to work out. I was going to say, did you work out this morning? No, I did not. She did some sit-ups. <laughs> she did some sit-ups. I, the, the crew that you run with out here is a, a little bit wilder than the crew you run with back home. Yeah, so I took Jaeger shots with JB last night. I, I don't know. That's what a I, terrible that idea. Was a, that's it was never a horrible a good idea. idea. I, it was a horrible. That's where it took a turn for the worst, right there. You know what's funny to me is like he'll take the bull riders out and do that. Because he knows that he's going to ruin their day the next day, and it gives him a leg up. I think he ruined their life. He, he ruined the last in his day. leg. Like <laughs> I think he just he, like. I mean, he just stores it down down he, in a leg or something. He had like he had like eight on along the, going along the table last night. It, he had several of them, so I, I'm not tough apparently. I, I feel like if, if they were to give him a blood transfusion, they'd hook it straight up to a Jaeger bottle. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's basically what it runs through his veins, I think, at this point. And runs smoke through it. But, yeah, but, you, but you're different. Uh, you, you spend a lot of time, and I know this personally. I, I'm glad we see each other in my office every day at home. She spends a lot of time at the gym. I spend a lot of time talking to you. Just hanging out in my office, but it works. But we see each other about every day at home. Yeah. Uh, we only live, what, five minutes from each other? See each other at the gym every day. And it's but, a huge town. I it's mean. huge. I, it's crazy that we run into each other uh, as often as we do, but... Um, I, I know how hard you work at this, and, it, and it's not the party lifestyle, especially now that you're a dad. Yeah, um, well, and the age has a factor. Yeah, I mean, it. you're 62 years old. People yeah. don't realize that. <laughs> I, that exactly. Uh, actually, 64. But okay. I we, think we, every article that has been written about him coming into the finals is that basically he's old. So, Which is crazy, like, because what are you, 36? 36, yeah. 36. I mean, I now don't think that's that old. But in bull rider terms, what... Who's close to you? Uh, JB. JB. He'd be the next one. He's 34. 34. And yeah. then you guys are probably six, eight years older than everybody else? Yeah, yeah. The locker room's pretty young compared to, to us. We we're, we're, have a lot of experience. A lot of experience. A, a lot of seasoning. A lot of seasoning. There a lot you go. of seasoning. Um, and Where's you, the Creole, Creole out of there you go. seasoning? You, uh, but you've been through a lot this year. And, and, and I don't know if it's age or just like the sport. But, like, you've been through a lot the last couple just, of years. Just kind of some freak deals happened. Yeah. Um, 
Like, I broke my leg this year, and I rode my bull, broke my leg. Um, in June? In June. Uh, I cut my cast off. That was June 15th, or June 13th. I had surgery June 15th, put a plate in seven screws. Then I cut my cast off to ride June, July 15th in Calgary. So, a month. A month, yeah. They said it would be three months before I could get released to ride. So, I mean, those other two aren't really that important. I, t- I, I, kn- I knew, know my body, and I know what I'm able to get through. And I learned so much more about myself this year physically and mentally than any other year. Um, this was probably one of the, this was the hardest year for me ever, just, even just not just the riding bulls part, but being away from Cooley and, yeah. and Haley. And just um, it, it was a struggle all through the, the whole year. What do you think? He has he has a surgery. They put a cast on it, and less than a month later, he cuts it off to go ride bulls. Well, everyone, I think I got asked a few times in one week what it was like being married to a bull rider, and it was the week he cut his cast off, and that was oh. my answer. Well, he's cutting his cast off in Calgary right now, so um, that's what it's like being married to a bull rider. But he uh, he's tough. He's so tough. Um, I think I... I was scared for him, for sure, um, as his wife. I think this year was scarier than others just because I'm a new mom, and I'm, I, it makes you worry a lot more. And so um, when he did that, though, I knew it was game on. Um, he wanted to make the finals again one more time, and, and we've known that for a few years, and he's just he's had a rough few years. And uh, I don't think if he... if if he hadn't cut his cast off at Calgary, I don't know if we would be here. I think it gave him the momentum. Like, he... he he pushed himself to see how far he could go. I hate that fans don't get the same opportunity we do to see that because you knew he wanted to make the finals this year. I knew he wanted to make the finals this year. You can see it every day. You can see it in how hard he works. You, you just, like, to me, that's the special part of this whole journey. Yeah. 10 days in Vegas is amazing, but it's the other 355 days that really stands out to me. I know he's made it. I mean, he's made it several times. He had nothing to prove. Right. Um, he wanted to prove it to himself. But I think standing along, like being by his side through this year was, um, it was the greatest reward for me as a wife is to see how much work he put in and it all come, like it all come to fruition. Like he, he did it and I get to be right here beside him. And so, um, with everything that he went through this year, I just think this this is his year. This is this is it. <laughs> the the ankle, the the surgery, the cast. Was there a moment in that little period, that time period, just that one alone? Because we'll get to others. But was there a moment right there when you went, "Damn, maybe not this year." Yeah, that that was frustrating. Um, just the timing of it was really really bad, and so. I ended up missing all, from Reno all the way through the 4th of July to, I mean, Calgary was my, my kind of my big shot to really catch back up because there, there was no 4th of July rodeos. There. Where were you at in the world? Do you remember? Uh, by the time Cheyenne hit, I was 30th. Okay. So you had to make up some ground. I had to make up a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, everybody did, did well. Um, nobody stood, the right guys stood out over the 4th of July, and, and um, it always put me within catching distance but it was going to have to take pretty much a miracle to to make it work and it happened yeah and it happened but what's crazy to me is that wasn't the only little bump in the road i mean you had a bump in the road right before you got here was it i'm now i'm trying to remember was there anything else between there and the most recent surgery that that set you back 
Uh, no, actually, I stayed pretty healthy. Okay. Um, so the through way, the fall, through the through the fall until September third, I was I was pretty healthy, and I had a lot of momentum built up, and I was drawn right, and it just everything was just clicking. It it was one of those hot streaks, like Michael Jordan says that when you're in the zone, that's the only thing you see is the hoop, and that's exactly what it was like. And then September third, what happens? So September third, and actually, I, another time I made a good ride. I was 88 uh, in the long round at the Ellensburg Extreme Bulls. Um, Bull really had a lot of whip, and he whipped me to the outside right after the whistle. And I felt, I came off, and I landed on my with my elbow down, and it popped my shoulder out. Well, in the process of popping my shoulder out, I, my shoulders are already already surgically repaired. I have eight anchors in both, both of them, both of them yeah. holding them together. So we found out later that my rotator cuffs were already tore. I have one out of the four rotator cuff muscles. I had one tore in the front, one tore in the back. So when my shoulder popped out, my bicep, my upper bicep tendon came out of the groove, slipped underneath the rotator cuff and over the head of the humerus and then was popped back in and and then popped back in and was stuck on the backside of my arm. So your bicep tendon is stuck behind basically your shoulder. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was about three inches of bicep tendon just stuck um, on on the backside and still over the top of the humerus. And so it was like a rubber band, and it was just completely stretched without tearing the bicep tendon. Which is crazy because you would think it would snap the tendon. You, you think it would. So, uh, oh, sorry, I'm interrupting. But out of all of the injuries, like even his broken leg, like he hurt, but I'm like, oh, he's, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> um, he picked Cooley up right after that, and he about dropped her. And it was, he dropped to his knees, he about dropped her, and I was like, oh, this is actually really bad. Like, that was the one, I'm like, this is, this is bad. This one was bad enough, you couldn't reach down and pull the tail of your rope, like, you, you just couldn't. Yeah, whenever I'd reach down and try to grab the tail of my rope after a ride, it would just, it, it almost like it would drop out. Uh, that was a really hard night for Haley and I, because that, she got to see my frustration that night. Really? Um, it was at the very end of the year. Uh, we were close. I think I was up to 11th in the world. And then at, that was in the long run, and I still had to get on my short round bull. His uh, heart hurt, and that was... Um, that, that's the hardest thing. That was, that was really hard because he didn't know if he was going to make it. He had some ground left to make up, and his shoulder was literally not working. Um, he couldn't even pick up our kid. So I think seeing that, I mean, he was he had every right to be frustrated, but I could just see his heartache, and that was... It was a hard night. Um, yeah. It was a hard night, and but he overcame it, and he still went and did well, and he still rode, and he's, he's like I said, he's tough, but he, um, he still made some awesome bull rides after that with a shoulder that didn't work. How many, I was going to say, how many bulls did you get on after that? So that was September 3rd, and I had a rodeo. I took, uh, that was Saturday night, and she was working Fort Madison, Iowa that week, and so... I went to, I took the rest of the week, the till Wednesday off, and then I got on at Fort Madison, so that was three days, and then Thursday, I was actually 89 uh, to win second at Fort Madison, and then I still had to get on about 20 more bulls for the rest of, this, the, rest of the season. Okay, so bull riding's not a sport that has a coach. You don't have somebody there as a hype man. You don't have somebody there as a motivator. How do you get in the mindset to just, just keep pushing forward through all that pain? You just have to, the way I looked at it was it didn't hurt as bad as I thought it was. And it was hurting pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as I could make it out in my mind. And so that was my motivation was to keep going was it could always hurt worse. Yeah, it, it could always. And, and honestly, 
maybe not getting to Vegas hurts worse than everything. And that would that would have broke my heart because um, if you're going to sacrifice yourself for something, you want it to work out in the end. And I put my heart, soul, and tears, I mean, literally bones into this. And if I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have been able to make it work, it would have, it would have just, it wouldn't have been, it, it would have been heartbreaking. What do you do? What do you, what do, you do in that situation? Um, I pray a lot. A lot? <laughs> and really and really just pray and hope for the best. I mean, that's, that's all I can do. I can, I can be his mo- like this motivator and I give him pep talks, but my pep talks, I know they matter, but they don't, they don't really matter. It all comes down to what's in his own, in his head. I mean, I know that the same way it goes for me. Shane can tell me his big pep talk is don't be a pansy. So his, his pep talks aren't, aren't really that great. I'm pretty blunt. Husband of the year material <laughs> but, right there. Um, but besides that, like he, I, I know that it it's all comes down to our own personal mindset. So all I can do is just be his cheerleader and pray for him. I'm not and, much into complainers and stuff. Right. So it, my, my pep talks are, are pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't want to hear you complain. Just like, let's figure out how to fix it. My wife, on the other hand, she hears me complain all the time. Yeah. But if it's somebody else, like, okay, that's fine. What are we going to do to fix it? Yeah. And so you went in, you got it fixed. Yeah. Right before the NFR. Yeah. So uh, 32 days before the first round, I went in with Dr. Tandy. Uh, what had happened to my shoulder, he had, he had never even, he had never seen before. The radiologist had never seen before. They had never heard of it. It was just a freak accident. Shane and did come back bragging because he took Tandy something that he had never seen. So I think Shane actually thought it was pretty cool. I do think <laughs> it was cool. Which is crazy because Tandy Freeman has been in and around this sport for longer than any of us have, yes. have been around it. And he's seen it all. Everything. And when you stump the doctor, all of a sudden it's like, what do we do? So, so what did they do? Yeah, he's like, well, this is what I'm guessing what happened. And... So I was like, well, if you're guessing it, then go ahead and do it. And so he went in, he uh, scoped my shoulder. They looked at my rotator cuff just to check it out. Um, it wouldn't, he's not fixing that yet, but he went in and snipped my bicep tendon. And so it just folded up. Like now it gives me a kind of a Popeye bicep. But um, for the most <laughs> part, it was, part, it was just a little bit weaker, but I could get full range of motion back. Okay. And so now you've been on four bulls. Yeah. Actually, you've been on five bulls. We, we <laughs> Six bulls. Six bulls? Six bulls. Six bulls since I got, I got on two. Oh, that's right. You got on two. Let, you were okay. there. You got hooked. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, I, I got yelled at for going to help you in the practice pen. And uh, I'm not a bullfighter, obviously. I'm, a, I'm an overweight announcer that's getting a little older in, in my life. But, but I, I tried to help, and I ended up getting – I'm the one that gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you went to go help push the bull out because he, he wasn't leaving, and uh, you started to climb up the fence and didn't quite get all the way. And uh, like a typical announcer, you didn't get out of the way. And um, I really wish I wish I talk I, for a living. I'm not supposed to be in front of a bull. I really wish I had my Snapchat going when um, that black bull was hooking your legs because he, he banged you up pretty good. I had two choices. One, either sacrifice my leg or sacrifice my head, because I was leaning towards the inside well, of the arena. the head all is way better. Just ask JB. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have much to deal with up there anyways, so I, I tried to save a little bit. I didn't want to knock a tooth out. I've yeah. had that happen. I've, I had a tooth come out right before I started to announce a show. Like, literally, 60 seconds before our show starts, I had a tooth fall out. 
It's the scariest thing I've ever had happen to me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, laugh all you want, but, but announcing is dangerous, especially around Did Halloween. Did you hit your mic? I, no, actually, I bit into a Twizzler, and half of my tooth came off. I kid you not. I don't even got a comment for that. I was going to say, what are you going to say to that? Like, half my tooth come out, getting ready to go on camera, and all I want to do is keep my mouth shut so nobody sees it. I mean, you know what I mean? Because the first thing we do is straight to your face on camera. And uh, start talking. And with half a tooth looking like a hillbilly. I, I, it, was, it was traumatizing, actually. I, I could see where that, I mean, I, when, I, when I didn't have a tooth, because uh, I had lost it playing baseball, um, and I was up on tour. I always had my flipper underneath the bucket and shoot, so as soon as I got off, I could grab it and shove it back in. That's because you're old, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go back. I'm a little distracted. I'll tell you why here in a minute. Um, going back to Calgary. Calgary is a place that you had had some success before. Matter of fact, that year you had a, a huge year. You've won some big ones. Let's run down the list. I know the Stampede. Was a big uh, one. I won Calgary, Reno, San Antonio Extreme Bulls. I won all three rounds of Denver. I've won Cody, Wyoming three times. I've won the Extreme Bulls three times. I've won the Rodeo once. Um, I've won Red Bluff. I've won Salinas twice. I've played second at Salinas twice. Um, won Arcadia, Florida. Played second there in the Bronx Riding. Um, pretty much the only one I haven't won. I won Austin, Texas. Um, Which ones haven't you won? I haven't won uh, the San Antonio Rodeo and Fort Worth. Ro- San Antonio and Fort Worth. But, but you got Cheyenne? I've won Cheyenne. I, so I won Cheyenne. Oh, and Pendleton. But I was winning Pendleton and had to turn out of the short round by five points and had to turn, around, turn out of the short round to go to the PBR in Springfield, Missouri. Okay, okay I want to go back because there was another year where you actually almost got the all-around. As well, but you were a few hundred bucks short. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been a couple years where I've been closer in the all-around. Um, Which is something that, that you had your sights set on. That was yeah, the goal you had. Yeah, I, I like to ride Bronx. I was actually a better Bronx rider when bull riding took over. Um, it just kind of actually, I mean, it kind of fell into my lap or it just kind of just happened. I was entering some PBR velocity tours while I was first starting out rodeoing. And um, I'd go to the rodeos, and I'd enter the PBRs that were with those rodeos. And then I went to Pendleton, Oregon, and uh, ended up winning second there, which made me the Challenger Finals. Um, this was back a long time ago. This was back in 2005. Yeah, we haven't had the Challenger Finals in, in a minute. Yeah. And then the next year, after the Challenger Finals, I got bumped up within, like, the second week at the beginning of the year, and that was the same year I made my first PBR Finals. Really? Yeah. No, I was 20 years old out here in Vegas. I, I know that I'm excited um, this year, him going with us and staying stationary in one place for a weekend. He's pretty excited because he gets to ride Bronx and Bulls at each rodeo, and his body can handle it. Yeah, so just to clarify, like, I mean, I mean you're, pro- you're just not going to go hard you're still going to enter the rodeos. You're still going to compete. It's not a retirement no. party or anything like no. that. No, he made sure to let everybody know and told me that it's not retirement. Yeah. It's slowing not down. not a quitter. Yeah. yeah, it's slowing down, and he's going to be a family man, but he's not retired. But what <laughs> happens if, like, you bump into a spot, you hit a lick? I've seen guys do it. You hit a lick, and then all of a sudden you get that bug, and you're back in the all-around race. Like mm. when you go in Houston? 
Yeah, like if you show up and win Houston and, and now all we'll of a sudden We'll make that decision when we get there. Uh, we'll make it as a family, <laughs> but it's not my top priority. I, I know that at one point you told me that your PBR career was finished, and then that wasn't the truth. You ended up coming back for a minute. Well, the pandemic really played a big part in that. Um, with w- not having as many rodeos the last two years, that, and at the beginning of this year, we didn't have Fort Worth and we didn't have Denver. And so I bought my PBR card back and uh, ended up making it back on tour for a second. And it really, I, it reminded me of, there was nothing against it. It just reminded me of why I didn't want to right. be there. It, and It's a lot of fun to just be on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I love what I do. I love, um, there was a reason I retired from that in the beginning. And that was just because I was burnt out and I've enjoyed the rodeo atmosphere. Um, I love riding Bronx. I love being around all different events and it, it's just, it's what I am now. We're a rodeo family. Yeah, and I mean, to the point where you guys all the time, the three of you now, can just jump in and go. Yeah. And that make honestly, like you might even do better because there's so much stress gone from you. You, you don't know. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be an adventure. It, all, it always is. And if you know Haley enough, you know every day is an adventure. <laughs> let's, let's talk about trick riding, though, because trick riding is not really a thing that most people understand or really have a, a concept of. But for you, it goes back a, a long time. Yeah, so I've been performing since I was five years old. Uh, my uncle has actually performed at the NFR five times, and I, um, I learned from him um, in the beginning. And so I've been hanging off of horses from the time I could walk, I think. My parents finally decided that I needed to learn how to do it correctly. And when I did, I was four. I did my first PRCA rodeo at five, which uh, there's not very many people that can say that. Um, and I've been performing ever since. So I bought my car at 18 and I, uh, I, now I have three acts. I stand up on two horses and jump through fire. Which sounds stupid to me. <laughs> That's First the of all, you're not supposed to stand on, on the whole horses. world. And then horses are supposed to be Listen, scared of fire. You got hooked the other day cause you were playing bullfighter. I think we can get you standing up on my horses now. You think wrong. I, <laughs> look, I was how, not, how old's your grandmother that stood up on yeah, it? Yeah, my grandma did it. Your grandma stood up on the back of two horses? Yeah, she's 76, and she did it. She's 76. She's probably in better shape than I am, <laughs> to be completely honest. So um, then I have my – I trick ride with other, um, with other girls, and so I'm hanging off, jumping down, jumping back on. all of. Um, so it's acrobats on horses. And then I have a liberty act, so my horse, is, my horse actually does tricks. So he comes in on liberty, he marches, he dances. It's a Native American-themed act, which um, I'm really proud of our heritage, so I get to portray that out in the arena. But um, we stay really busy on the road, so I had just shy of 80 performances this last year. Um, we had a really, really big year, and next year is looking to be even bigger um, as far as our schedule-wise, so I'm really glad I have Shane on the road next year. Which, speaking of your heritage, you grow up in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Yes, so, I mean, Collinsville is a little more, little more relevant than Nowata, but... <laughs> Neither one of them are as big as the booming metropolis of Delaware. We're in Childers. Yeah, you guys are in Childers. Childers is a community. It's a suburb of Delaware. Yes. So, um, I don't know where we were going with that. Grew up in Oklahoma. Grew up in Oklahoma. So, yeah. So, um, my papa is, if you look at him, I mean, he's, he's Cherokee. But he's 100% Cherokee. Like, he, um, it goes down the line then. My mom's half. My I'm quarter coolies now one sixteen one eighth one eighth she's one eighth I can't do math mathematician over here <laughs> that's why I rodeo uh, my mom's same 
I wasn't smart enough to do anything other than talk for a living. But uh, so we're really, we are really, really proud of um, where we came from. So I think that I think that Shane's the same way though. So Shane Shane loves where we're at. Shane loves Oklahoma, but Shane's home will always be Grand Coulee. Right. And now it's my I mean it's my home too. We named our daughter after after the Coolies. Um, but it's it's just you're proud of where you came from. I know you are too. Yeah. And it's just it's home. But uh, but we don't get to be there very often. So. <laughs> How did you get into rodeo? My dad was a calf roper, and uh, he actually learned to rope in the army. Um, he had Wait, rode, he what? Had, yeah. So really? Yeah. During Vietnam, um, my dad got drafted, and he guarded uh, prisoners of war, POWs, and. At one point, they um, were kind of doing kind of a recruiting deal, and so he had a horse background, and so they actually sent him to go learn to rope and go to rodeos as kind of a recruitment type deal. Yeah. And so that's when he ended up winning the Canadian uh, title, um, calf roping, and put on a lot of roping schools. And um, everybody asked him, they said, well, did you think you'd have a world champion in your family? And he said, yeah, but I thought it'd be in the calf roping. Which and you do. Which I do, I do rope calves. Yeah. I, I, I ride horses. I rope calves. Hey, we've got a horse on the trailer. Now that he's going with us, um, we're going to have a horse on the trailer where he can rope some calves too. So you'll be seeing him on the other end of the arena next year we're, as well. We're going to try. We've got some work to do with that horse first. Yeah, but, but, but I've seen you. I've seen you rope calves. I've seen you ride Bronx. I've seen you ride bulls. Like You can literally do everything you want. Yeah, um, and, oh, no, and I, I don't mean like you, you not half ass either. Like no, you pay it. the diesel to go to a rodeo. Might as well enter more than one yeah. thing. So more more chances to win, right? So exactly. The, um, he just came out of retirement one day. It was a couple years ago, and it was uh, Farmington, Missouri, was giving a stall front, like a pre-fit stall front for the all round. So Shane, who hasn't roped a calf in a couple of years, is like, hey, I'm going to go win the all round at Farmington, and I'm going to enter the calf rope. And I'm like, well, we don't have a horse. He said, I'll borrow one when I get there. <laughs> I said, okay. I did. They hooked me up. So him not being from our area, I made some phone calls and found out who was entered. And I messaged him. I'm like, hey, can, can Shane ride your horse? Because he entered the calf roping. So um, he went and he actually ended up placing in the calf roping and the bronc riding. He didn't even do well in the bull riding. And he won the stall front. He won. He did. He went and won the all round. So usually when he says, I'm going to go do something, he's going to do it. So I feel like... He says he's going to go have a good finals this year. Like, he's going to go have a good finals. Um, he says, I've already had a good finals. It only takes one to have a good week. Uh, it, yeah. it really does. And, I mean, I, I saw you. We joked earlier about being in the practice pen. But, personally, I was so impressed with how good you looked in the practice pen, considering you had just had the surgery, considering you hadn't been on bulls in quite a while. Everything looked correct. You showed up here. You got your first one rode in, in round one out of the money in a night where they rode ten bulls, which kind of – it was crazy to me, but the next night ended up third. Yep. Ended up third, got a big paycheck. Yeah, had a bull from New Jersey from Cowtown Rodeo Company that hadn't been rode before, and uh, I got to see one video on him. I actually I liked what I saw, and uh, it worked out really well. The, the last two nights, last night in particular, hasn't really been fun for anybody. No, the last two nights have been, um, yeah, well, they had the, the eliminator pin was the second round, which is the round I rode in. Some of those were just, like, so gross. Yeah, there, there was a couple out last night that were that way, too. Yeah. But there, there's, I mean, there's some bulls that bucked. And tonight should be a lot of fun. There'll, there'll be bulls, like, chiseled out. Um, yeah. I've got a bull Frontier Rodeo Companies that I'm excited to get on. Should be, should be fun watching tonight. Do you, do you know most of the, the rodeo bulls? No. Okay. So you're not, are you a guy that studies? 
Uh, not really. No, I don't. He knows some of them, and he, like, the pin the night, he knows a lot of them. But I asked him yesterday, I was like, have you known any of the bulls you've gotten on? He's like, not a, his, he used some choice language, but not a freaking one. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, do, you, do you like that? It doesn't bother me any which way. Doesn't matter. I, I'm here to do my job, show up, and make it, make it happen, and that's what I do. I mean, uh, the, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. When, yeah. when you show up, it, it really doesn't matter what a bull's tendencies are. Like, you have to show up and just do your job. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're going to do what they do, and your job is just to react to that situation. We'll, we'll start winding down here, but I want to know both sides of you. I want to start with you, Shane. Shane, uh, maybe a hidden talent that Haley has that we don't know about. Is, is there something? It's not singing. It's not singing. <laughs> it's not, she's not a good singer. Neither is it's, Shane's. No. Um, she's a decent dancer. She's learning. Sometimes she tries to lead. I don't know. I saw her, her heels poke through a ceiling the other night. I'm not so sure she's that good of a dancer. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if what about you? She, uh, he's literally good at everything he does. So everything. Um, he, uh, he's um, amazing. Obviously, you got a kid running around here somewhere. Yeah. 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 Sorry. So... <laughs> So he's uh, <laughs> he's he does amazing leather work, um, and his leather work is probably one of the best that I've ever seen. Which honestly, I feel like I know what she's really good at. She's really good at losing her phone and I, wallet. I'm glad it took you that long to come up with something. <laughs> Thanks. But you're you're right. I mean, where that's her hidden talent. Most people most people could make a living doing what he does is just kind of a, a side little project. Yeah, he doesn't sit still for that long. So getting him to sit still and finish something is the problem. Um, he can also stand on a, a ball and lift weights at the same time. I can't. So I've, I've no, seen Matt, Matt can't. I've seen Matt do it. out a few times trying it. I think back now, and, and I almost think that that moment. Might be where I broke my back. It, it really <laughs> could have actually could have been. <laughs> it really could have been. I, I tried to stand. So so explain to people what you, what, what we're talking about. Well, so you take a medicine ball and and you jump up on it and you work on your balance by balancing on it. Well, Matt told us he could do it too, which is something that that bull riders do. Yeah, right? it's something that bull riders do because you have to work your core. You have to work your which groin is muscles. something I've done a lot well, multiple through times. The years. Yeah. But the funny part was he kind of looked over at somebody and was kind of like showing off and he just jumped up there. And as soon as he did, that ball rolled out and he landed flat on his back. And Son of a bitch, that hurt. We got it on video. Yeah, it, it really is. And I, now I think back and I really do think that might have been the moment. I fell down on the treadmill there too. So we've Actually, all. But, a video of that. But also, we've if all, that's when you broke out. your back, we really got to worry about you physically because that wasn't a very far fall. Hey, but it hurt. That was concrete. I, 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 I don't want to hear it. I've seen you take some falls that weren't very fall that hurt pretty bad mm-hmm. too. Um, uh, speaking of, of like some of the falls that happened one time, 2011, didn't finish the finals the way you wanted to. Is that when all the shoulder stuff started, or had? Uh, no, I had trouble. I had shoulder surgery in 2000. Yeah, 2012 is at. Uh, the beginning of that year, about March, I had a bull stick a horn up in my shoulder with the very tip of it and popped it out in Napa, Idaho. Uh, a bull stuck his horn underneath your arm, like up yep, underneath into, your armpit. into my armpit and popped my shoulder out. And that was at Napa, Idaho. Then I got on at Clovis, California the next day after the PBR was over. And Does that not make you wonder why in the hell you would want to do this for a living? Uh, 
it's just part of the territory. That's it's, crazy to me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Injuries are part of what right. bull riding, that's what makes bull riding so fun is for people to watch is they want to see the big wrecks. They just want to see you walk away from them. And that's what draws them. I mean, it's kind of like Haley's trick riding sometimes. They want to see the big wreck, but they want to see her walk away. Like NASCAR. I try really hard not to wreck out. Um, but we, our running joke is always, you know, we can't be hurt at the same time. So, but it's Especially really not now. a joke. Yeah, it's really like we can't be hurt at the same time. But our kid, our kid is so tough now. And it's, it's, it's getting to be, as she's getting older, I'm like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Like, we, we spread her right. She's tough. But, like, I spanked her the other day. We, we bred her right. We spank our kids. We, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so you spanked her the other day. Spanked her the other day, and I spanked her decently hard, and she laughed at me. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, she, like oh, no, what are we going to do? And she's tough. She, she falls down. She falls down all the time. But, like, she'll hit her head. She'll do all – and she just doesn't – she is so stinking tough. Shane's like, she's going to be – he said she's going to know how to fight one day. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to start beating the crap out of kids in school. <laughs> she, she's not going to let some little boy steal her binky at all. Not going to happen. Nope. Not going to happen. Um, I mentioned that you grew up in Oklahoma – I, you, I know you grew up in the, in the Northwest. Uh, I remember the day, and I think I've said this on a previous episode, I remember the day you said, I might be spending a little more time up around your part of the world. And when I figured it out, I could not have been happier. Now we're neighbors. Now I see you guys every day. I'm super proud of you. I'm super proud of everything that both of you have accomplished. Good news is you got six more rounds to go out and win a ton more money. And so uh, I'm personally looking forward to the next six days. I hope you are. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, this is what dreams are made of. This is what everybody dreams when growing up. Uh, it all coming down to staying on a bull and riding for eight seconds. Haley, for people that aren't already, how do they keep up with you and follow on social media? You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Everything I have is, is public. Um, so it's, it's Haley underscore trick rides. Um, for my Instagram, and it's just Haley Proctor on Facebook, and so I think I'm the only one. <laughs> what about you? Uh, it's the Shane Proctor on Instagram and Shane Proctor on Facebook, but then you can also follow uh, Shane sh- and Haley Proctor fans. Yes, yeah, Shane uh, and Haley Facebook. Proctor fans on Facebook. Shane's stuff is not public. Um, he's he's a pretty private guy yeah. actually. So um, if Shane and Haley Proctor fans will have everything that we're doing. His mom is great about keeping up. Uh, with everything we're doing. In my Japan. mom and my aunt do a really so, good job of keeping the fans awesome. updated on, so awesome. on what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, I talked about seeing you guys work out. I know you guys are physically fit. Any special gym you guys want to sh- shout out? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, there's this one gym in Milwaukee, <laughs> Oklahoma uh, that is amazing. I wore my West Fit shirts to go work out at South Point. I haven't, got, I haven't quite made it to go work out since we moved to the Airbnb, but we... It's, it's so awesome, but... but Really, even Cooley, even Cooley works out there. Yeah. Really, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see you guys every day. I'm, I'm even more excited that we get to be out here together. Um, here comes Cooley. That means the show is over. <laughs> Hi. Thank you guys for taking time. I, I know today's busy. I know every day is busy out here. So thanks for taking the time to do this. No, thank thanks you for so having much. Us. All right. Again, it is the Matt West Now podcast live from the Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. Presented by Bullfighters Only BFO World Championships happening December 9th, 10th, and 11th at the Resorts World Pavilion. We're all Okies. I have this weird, 
Like for some reason, I just want to scream boomer sooner, boomer sooner right now, like as loud as I can. So thank you guys for hanging out today, and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Oh, oh, we're still on. <laughs>